Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. And we are talking about the games for September 21st. Joe, first though, before we talk about that, we have to talk about the team that was previously at the top of our poll. And they are no longer there, and that is because of a few reasons, but one of them being that they are now 1-4 and four on the season because they had a forfeit a few games due to a couple of ineligible players. Yeah, that's the Page Pirates. Uh, they had a rough two days last week, Wednesday night. Uh, they kind of, a lot of the problems that they've had all season with slow starts, time, timely penalties against them, all kind of came home to roost in a game against Reagan. Reagan came in with a great game plan, played really, really well defensively, beat the Pirates 14-7 on Thursday. We found out that the Pirates would be forfeiting uh, their first three wins of the season, those coming over Davie County, Northern Guilford, and Dudley because of they said the uh, Guilford County Schools officials say two academically ineligible players, so that dropped them uh, from uh, four and one to one and four in one day. Uh, I think it is important to note that that's pr- this may not be or shouldn't be a season killer for Page. It, that's if that coaching staff is able to keep that locker room together. Mm-hmm. A lot of time you're still dealing with fourteen to eighteen year olds. Yes. And a lot just went down in a short period of time. Um, however, there is something to look forward to, as you just alluded to, because this team can and is predicted to win the conference. Right. And if you win the conference, you get into the playoffs. And mm-hmm. so you have something to play for here. Uh, this is pretty much the equivalent of an FCS school going and getting their money games and going to take some losses in the beginning of the year right. and then trying to make some noise in their conference right. and trying to make the FCS playoffs that way. This is the equivalent of this now. Obviously, different kind of circumstance. Right. But uh, these games don't really matter in the long run as long as you can still win your conference and make the playoffs. Yeah, it, it will affect them, obviously, for seeding, and the chances are pretty good that they're not going to have any home playoff games. And if they're and they're not going to have a buy that they might have had in the first round of the playoffs. Sometimes not having the buy is a good thing. But well, uh, I'm a big believer in the uh, Al Davis school of thought. Uh, just win, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you got to beat these teams no matter what. Right. And if you're really that good of a ball club, you're going to win the game anyway. Right. So just play. Yeah. And, they, you know, they've got some issues to address. I mean, they, they did not move the ball well against a Reagan team that came in giving up 35 points a game and held them to seven. You know, there are some issues there that need to be dealt with. Uh, they have a chance this week to kind of get get their confidence back, get their mojo back, going to an 0-4 Southern Guilford team. But on September 28th, they're going to get a – Probably their toughest test of the regular season when East Forsyth comes to Marion Kirby Stadium. But, you know, Page self-reported these infractions to the NCHSAA. The forfeits are not official as we record this podcast because the NCHSAA staff has to review the report and then rule on it. But the expectation is that there, there's there's no way that that will not be the ruling. There will also be a fine if that is, in fact, the ruling that those players were ineligible and they forfeit the contest. Page could appeal, but the fact that they self-reported this now, kind of want to get it out of the way and deal with it, I think tells you that we're assuming that those, those are going to be three forfeits and, and that's the situation going forward. But again, 
a lot still to play for for Page. And I can remember a few years when Northern Guilford had a number of road playoff games and kind of, you know, they pride themselves on being the road warriors, going going to places like Wilson Hunt and uh, Greenville Rose and places like that and winning games. You know, this is something that this Page team is capable of, but as he, as he pointed out, Spencer, they... The coaches can't lose the locker room at this point because it is a tough situation for teenagers to deal with something like this that was not their fault. And they had, they had some issues against Reagan. They did not play well in that game, and they have some things that they need to fix. Uh, they certainly do, and uh, and we'll see if the Pirates can do it. Uh, there had been some questions before the season started. They were able to kind of skirt around those issues, not really address them, but just kind of skirt around them. And now uh, we're going to really find out what this team is made of with uh, East Forsyth waiting in the wings uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's turn our attention, though, to a top-ten matchup. Number one, Reedsville, is visiting Northwest Guilford. This is the uh, the annual 4A game that Reedsville likes to go play. They got Reynolds, too. They do have Reynolds now, too, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Northwest is the is annual traditional. Oh, yeah. game that they yes. like to play, and it's not a, a difficult trip for either team. So this right. game has been on the schedule for a while now. And uh, Northwest surprised us in the beginning of the year. Now, two straight losses. This is a team that is going to have its hands full with two-way power Reedsville. However, home game. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how the Vikings handle this one. Yeah, I mean, they... The last two weeks, their defense let them down. You give up a 38 points to a Northern Guilford team that was struggling to score. You give up 34 points to, to a good South, a very good Southwest Guilford team that, that could very easily have been number one in our poll this week. Reedsville edged them by one point for the top spot. But a, a defensive Southwest Guilford team, not, not an offensive powerhouse. They're getting their offense together as the year progresses. But you know, to give up that many points in those last two games, that's a little bit alarming. Uh, Reedsville, this is not... Last year's Reedsville team that got to the state championship game in 2A, lost in overtime, or the one that, that just blew people away the previous year and probably could have won 3A or 3AA this year or that year. A lot of younger guys on this team. Quarterback Kyle Pinnix is a sophomore. He's kind of grown into the role. Uh, one of their, their outstanding basketball players, Breon Pass, son of uh, the Reedsville basketball coach Curtis Pass, is helping them as a kick returner, as a receiver, as a defensive back. Kind of early stages of Austin Chestnut from a few years ago, who's at Carolina now, and it has been a factor for them. But it's a young team, and they, they have to grow up a little bit. They, they nearly lost to Moorhead a couple of weeks ago, blocked field goal on the last play of regulation that was returned for a touchdown when they were up 14-13, made it 20-13, to extra point wasn't, wasn't attempted. They could have lost that game to Moorhead. They blocked a couple of kicks that were not long ones, and yes, Moorhead is much better this year. Lynn Stadler's got num- better numbers, got some experience, but this Reedsville team is not the Reedsville team of the last two years. They may be by the end of the season, and I think we'll get a little bit of a better feel for them this week against Northwest Guilford. But after that, it's Andrews, which when they scheduled that series was a state power and is not anymore, let's face it. And their conference is not going to show them anything. So uh, if they take care of business in this, they're, they're going to be 11-0 going into the playoffs once again. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's a broken record right Yeah, there. we're still not sure what they are or how good they're going to be. But I think they'll have a better idea when they go against a 4-8 a team like Northwest Guilford on Friday night. The other game that you and I want to talk about is uh, really a great matchup. Yeah. And 
JP Mundy will be out there. To be honest with you, Joe, I was a little surprised that you didn't want to go out there because your favorite college team has a prospect uh, playing for Parkland right now. And these two teams are 5-0. and It's Parkland visiting the ranch. They're going to number two, Southwest Guilford. Uh, you want to talk about a very important matchup. This is pretty much the Piedmont Triad 3A championship game uh, this early in the season. Yeah. If we're really looking at the way these teams are breaking down right now. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. Uh, I'm at Reedsville Northwest Guilford because I'm helping our uh, brethren at RockinghamNow.com, which is uh, also BH Media property on that one to give them some Reedsville coverage. But uh, I would love to be at the ranch on Friday night. JP, I told him last week when, when I looked at the schedule, I'm giving him a good one. Uh, that, you got lucky. You, yeah. you should be saying thank you to Joe. <laughs> But I mean, this is this is a heck of a matchup. Two two very good defensive teams. Uh, two very aggressive teams. Parkland can get a little too aggressive sometimes and pick up penalties, much like uh, Page has done at times this year. But you mentioned uh, the outstanding uh, prospect they have, Lee Pogba, linebacker, uh, who is committed right now to West Virginia, but Tennessee and a number of other teams are pushing on him. He's a tremendously talented player. They've got a lot of talent on that team. They were pretty good last year, and they were very young last year. They still don't have a ton of seniors besides Pogba. This is still a pretty young team, but Martin Samick, one-time Grimsley coach, uh, has a lot of talent there. It's a matter of harnessing it and getting it moving in the right direction. And, you know, to play this kind of game as a conference opener, Parkland and Southwest, is is huge. I mean, it's going to set the tone for both teams the rest of the way. Dudley is still going to have something to say about that conference championship. Uh, Mount Tabor got off to a slow start after winning it last year. They're not a bad team, but... Dudley is the one, if they can get their offense together, get better quarterback play, and get things moving on that side of the ball, they could be a factor. But this is, right now, this is a de facto conference championship game, as long as both teams, or as long as the winner holds up their end of the rest of the way. Uh, there's one more game that's not part of our top 10 that I want to mention very quickly uh, Grimsley and East Forsyth matchup this week. Uh, I have a feeling that this is a game that both coaches are going to be running about four plays each, and they're just going to keep <laughs> running the four plays in order to prevent putting anything on tape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both of them with, with Paige <laughs> coming up in the not-too-distant future, East Forsyth, the following week. Uh, East Forsyth is a team that, when we when the news and record in HSExtra.com covered Forsyth County a little bit more, they were a team that, that we, we looked at quite a bit. Uh, Coach Todd Willard over there has done a phenomenal job over the years, and uh, they are a very good football team this year. Uh, they are probably, right now, I would say probably the best team in the area. And this is a great chance uh, for Grimsley's fans when they go over to over there to see what kind of team they have. But uh, uh, big things ahead for East when they come over to see Page on the 28th. Grimsley obviously faces Page, and uh, you know that's a huge game for them. So as you said, uh, interesting game, very interesting game. Uh, it certainly will be, and that'll do it. Excuse me, what do you got? Gotta, gotta get in one more plug. Uh, you mentioned uh, my alma mater recruiting Lee Pogba. I want to mention Bishop McGinnis, the villains, who got off to an 0-2 start this year, playing some tough teams. The schedule has gotten a little bit easier for the villains. Uh, Drew Hackett, in his second year there, seems to have things moving in the right direction. Uh, they're 3-2, and and they've got a home game on Friday night against uh, Huntersville Christ the King, who is 0-5. Very, very real chance that Bishop is going to be 4-2. and The schedule gets a little tougher as they get into no- Northwest 1A Conference. Still have to play uh, Mount Airy, still have to play East Surrey, but right now, looking like Bishop McGinnis may be headed back to the playoffs this year, just wanted to give a little shout out to them. 
for sure. And that'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. Make sure you go ahead, follow us each on Twitter at Turkin35 and at Joe Serrera NR. And we will be back with you next week with another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. Take care, everybody.